in this game of thrones it's eye for eye there is no middle ground you either win or die you gotta watch the cats who watch your back you can get hit quick with this game of thrones well hello there again this is our third episode ever of cast from culturally rock with us today we have Meacham. Yeah. Yup. And Jeffrey. Greetings. Jeffrey. <laughs> oh, um, you, Greetings. You, were, you were pausing dramatically, apparently, because we're here to talk about Game of Thrones and we, we need our drama. I mean, it's been almost a year since we've had it. Speaking. And I guess you're just sort of like you're preparing ahead of time. Yes, speaking of drama. Yes. All right, well, gentlemen, um, ahem, shall we uh, preface this by saying uh, we, where we left off, we, we finished up with some sort of synopsis of last year's finale, and uh, we've been waiting, man. We've been waiting patiently. And contrary to what many people believe, unless you were really looking for it, like me, uh, you could pretty much stay spoiler-free for season six. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, spoil things for us? Well, I, I will say this, that uh, in my neurotic uh, checking for news, which began uh, promptly after seeing the finale, uh, I, you know, you're, you're, always, you're looking for some evidence of Jon Snow. I mean, am I right? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, you know we, we've, they started filming. We, we knew they started filming. And once Jon Snow showed up at the airport in Belfast, you're like, oh, fuck yeah, Kit Harrington's there. And then, of course, people are like, oh, yeah, he's got to play a dead body. I'm like, oh, fuck you people. Jesus. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll get more into that. But for the time being, we, we, uh, we, we were left with some, dare I say, cliff-hung moments at the finale of season five last year and i guess that's where we should go ahead and start talking about our main characters and where we left off so the first one i wanted to talk about is a character who i have been reading about who shall be coming into her own this season and that is one sansa stark hyphenated ramsey bolton okay yeah <laughs> Um, so, so guys, where, where we left her off last season, her and Theon, she, Theon saved her life essentially. And the last we saw them was them jumping off of the, uh, ramparts on Winterfell and into the abyss below. And we don't know what happened. Although, uh, I think we were left to assume that they were going to land, landed some snow because snow, if after all is pretty soft i'm I'm not saying we're gonna jump you know from a five-story window into a a snowbank but uh you you can probably get out of it all right anyway so uh that that's where she left off and then of course theon was with her and then we're gonna move on to where Arya left off and Arya left off in sort of a precarious position Uh, i thought her arc had taken a very interesting turn last season what do you guys think <clears throat> um, I mean, yeah, Arya definitely, um, you know, she's learning definitely some skills to knock some, knock some more names off of her list. Um, uh, I don't, well, she, I don't, she dumb pissed off Jack and Hagar. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
Jack and Hagar it's or slash the, really the kindly man or is whoever. Jack and Hagar. Yes, kindly man, yeah. Um that and that assassination she did on that one guy was uh epic. Yeah. Uh Mer- yeah, Trant. Myrn Trant. Uh that that was pretty bizarre. I think <laughs> I think the show went out of its out of its way to make us really not like that guy when we already really didn't like that guy. Just Bring me a just, younger one so I can beat her. Oh, like, oh, he's a <laughs> weirdo, febophile, pedophile guy, in addition to being, like, complicit in Ned Stark's murder. What a bastard. Uh, I'm like, no, man, he fucking killed <laughs> Ned Stark, so fuck that guy. Uh, any, anyway, okay, so, yeah, so Arya done, done pissed off the... Uh, the folks at the the house of black and white there in Bravos, and we left off with her cliffhanger that she was blind. Ooh, which isn't that much of a cliffhanger compared to the book. Yeah, it's it's different. No, I, I, I'm trying to remember. Cause, well, actually, it's more of a cliffhanger. Well, uh, yeah, that's right. Because George R. R. Martin has actually released an Aria chapter or two. I don't remember exactly of uh, Wind of Winter, Winds of Winter. And I'm trying to think. Like I think, is she still Michael? Is, is she still blind in that early chapter? Yeah, I think as long as she's drink, as long as she's drinking that the uh, the like potion, the milk. Yeah, yeah. Then she's blind. Yeah. But I don't but know. for some reason, I remember seeing like, oh, she's catching wise. Like she knows what's going on. It's about the I don't know, maybe it's at the end of Dance of Dragons. She also goes and finds Needle that she's hidden away as well. So like, like I don't know. Like I'm thinking that. You know, okay, we're going to get some sort of, uh, I've seen it on the internet, they're calling it her daredevil training because she's blind and she's learning to kick ass, but (laughs) I'm not so sure how long that's going to last this season, because in the book, I get the impression that she's not long for Bravos. Yeah, I think that it's winding up. Wondering where they're going with her story, that's for sure. And I haven't finished the book yet. Oh, that's right. You, You are currently reading through dance with dragons um yeah well i'm i guess we're sort of spoiling things but not really since you have seen the show no it's okay um no like i get the impression that well, at least in the book that they're trying to, you know Arya's being called back to westeros i agree i read somewhere so, you know speaking of these trailers so we have three official trailers as of last night uh that was like monday the 18th and the two and trailers two and three are actually very similar, but uh, what what I'm getting is that from what I've read is these these trailers are featuring scenes only from the first couple episodes of the new season. So uh, that that really opens up what could be on the back end, especially in store for Arya. Like, are we going to see her step out of Bravos and? take her training and he'd be like, is she going to have a death mark on her? If she, you know, abandons her training to be an assassin? Like, well, well how does that work? I don't, I'm not quite sure how that all goes down. I just don't know what else they can, what else she's going to do in, in Bravos. <clears throat> like what more storyline are they going to give her in Bravos? Like, it's, it's a training montage. Yeah. This is Rocky four with cheesy 80 music, <laughs> music and her running through the snow <laughs> to fight Ivan Drago. Running through the snow. Yeah. I, I, Ivan Drago is on her ever- kill list. And are they ever going to, you know, acknowledge the fact that the other Stark children are wargs as well? I don't. I don't think like so. On the show. I have a hard like uh, with this cat of the canals thing, though. It's going to be hard for them not to. Because you oh, know, in the books, she's seeing through the right. cat. 
And I have a hard time thinking that they're not going to do something with that. And I, and even though they well, have, she's a played, really powerful warg. She's a really powerful warg because she is seeing through her wolves, through her dire wolves' eyes, all the right. way across the the narrow. Yeah, that's sea. true too. In the book, that's she's also powerful. seeing through the area. So I think that's one of the reasons yeah. why she's also getting called back. Is you know, I mean, you know, reading the interviews with Weiss and Benioff about producing these last few seasons of the show as the costs have soared because of all that they're putting into it. And it's still sort of cost prohibitive how far they've gotten with what they have to do. And so like, I can sort of see why they've scaled that back, but to simply ignore it just make, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me. But anyway, maybe her, uh, yeah. maybe her newfound blindness will bring about the, the war in her. That that's what I'm hoping. Like, that'd, I mean, okay, cool. finally, it, you know, you're not doing a whole lot with, CGI. You don't have the CGI in the the dire wolf. You know, all you gotta do has have a little kitty cat running around while she assassinates people. And hey, look, we got it. Anyway, <laughs> all right, let's pick up. Um, we we left off with John. our boy John. I mean, we we can't really go. We'll talk more about John in a few. But uh, we our cliff was hung in a most dire way at the end. Like we've we said here dire. at the top. Ah, dire wolf shut up uh yeah so john snow lord commander of the night's watch he's like the 992nd or some shit like that uh assassinated by is it it's some it's it's in the 990 something okay mm-hmm. i hope and I, if you flip 999 upside uh, down oh my god john snow's the antichrist fuck that must mean he's a white, white walker now uh anyway uh which which is one of the fan theories out there by the way but i don't Yes, yes, it is. But the whole prison shanking is where we left off. That was uh, pretty dramatic. Yeah, yeah. The uh, you know what? We'll we'll just call him Ollie's handler. Um, Anyway, so yeah, we have that dude uh, leading the charge, and of course, you know, he has designs on becoming Lord Commander himself, which I'm sure the traitors are going to proclaim him. uh, At least. That's what his intentions are after he kills Jon Snow. But by the tra- by the trailer for season Slint? six, is it we are led to believe that uh, we are picking up almost exactly, you know, maybe minutes or an hour where we left off at season five. Uh, the trailer features Davos and what looks like to be uh, Ed, Dolores Ed, Meacham. Yeah. In the background, is that? Are you seeing that as well? Oh yeah. We're picking up right at that trailer where Davos, he grabs Longclaw and the traitors are breaking down the door and Ghost is growling next to Ghost, next to John's body. So, you know, shit's about to get real. Uh, so we, we can talk about that in a yes. little bit. But right now we're just updating where we're leaving off with the characters. So the next one we're talking about is Tyrion, who, where we left him, was in Marine, where plots go to founder <laughs> not as bad as Dorn, but Mar- marine has been um in the book and in the show it's just like fuck just do something else and so finally which is danny had to have daenerys leave yeah yeah so da- finally Dan- daenerys is doing something else thankfully but oh shit, we have Tyrion along with Varys, which I'm actually glad of, I'm actually happy about because they they play off the odd couple very very well. Um, they're, buddy, they're buddy comedy, yeah yeah. Uh, so with her, with 
Varys, Missandei, and Grey Worm are sort of left to uh, their own devices to rule in Daenerys' stead while she gets uh, taken by the Dothraki horde. So that leads us to the next little bit. That's where Daenerys left off. There was an assassination attempt uh, in the, uh, the little gladi- gladiatorial coliseum place, and she rides off on Drogon and lands on top of a cliff, and she thinks it's a really wise idea to go, like, hey, let's go exploring. And she finds herself, you know, surrounded by the Dothraki horde. Meanwhile, Drogon's all, like, passed out in the back. Uh, of course... Like, it, it, I've been stabbed several times. I need yeah, to he's just chilling. I'm not blaming him, necessarily. I'm blaming I'm blaming Daenerys for just going to wander around. Like, I mean, just, that's, what, just that's what happens when you overfeed your dragon. The dragon doesn't want to fly. You know? Oh, he saw those bodies. too full. Well, well, like I said, a stabbing makes you sleepy. Just ask John. <laughs> oh, 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 so no theory. He's just sleeping. Yeah. He's just really <laughs> no, tired. No, the, the synopsis for episode one of season six says, John, first sentence, John Snow is dead. Okay. Why would they toy with us like that? Fuckers. Maybe, maybe they're taking, I, I taking they some hints doth from. doth protest too much. Say what? I think they doth protest too much. Oh, they're, I thought maybe they were taking like, some pointers dead. from Walking Dead with sh- <laughs> shitty cliffhangers. Anyway. Uh, all right. So the Daenerys, of course, uh, in the trailer where she's being led into Vice Dothrak, where all the former Khaleesi go to sort of serve as, uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing, Meacham, you're, you're probably, well, I guess, Jeff, you're, you've read the books now. It's, under, it's my understanding that the widows of... Uh, cows go to Vice Dothrak to just sort of be like a impromptu war council. Uh, they sort of they're, they're kept in the city. They're not allowed to leave. They're cared for, but they're yes. also not allowed to leave. Yeah, yeah. And they were pissed at her for not doing, not following tradition, and just you know going to be with the old ladies. And, and then we get the shadow of uh, Drogon flying over. So you, you know, just like when. Uh, the traders at the wall are about to bust down the door. I'm like, ah, oh, shit's about to get real. I hope so. I hope so. All right. So let, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and move on to Cersei. Where we left Cersei was uh, the walk of shame is I think what walk has, of shame. is what it has, it has been called where she was being held captive by the high sparrow and or the, the, or the, Hey, look at my penis scene. <laughs> you say, Hey, look at my penis. <laughs> The hey, look at my penis scene. Remember that guy? Oh, that. <laughs> I'm like, neither Lena Headey nor her stunt double have a penis. And if if I missed it, then, man, I'm really not paying attention. No, yes, the guy. That's yeah. one of the best lines of that, that episode. Guy. I'm a Lannister too. Will you suck me off? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Oh, so cheeky. But, of course, when she gets back inside uh, the Red Keep, uh, you have, we're assuming Zombie Mountain, who is now yeah, the purple uh, part of the Kingsguard as uh, uh, Sir, was it Sir Strong, Sir Robert Strong, right, Sir, Sir Robert Strong, another Robert. Uh, yes, yeah, and in the book, it's in the book, isn't it? Um, the mountain's body with a dwarf's head. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I don't actually. Th- I think in the book, it, it it doesn't actually say a dwarf's head. It just said it's like all black underneath like there might not even be a head oh like damn. like it actually cool. just might be a, a body running around with a, a, a an iphone for a brain or something now what's the name of that what's the name of that guy who created you know who's doing the experiments Kyburn. 
Yeah. Mace Kyber. So you think he's like creating his own version of like a White Walker type thing or? No, I just think he's kind of fun. like he's he's Frankenstein, man. He he really is. He he's doing it yeah, for yeah. for the forbidden knowledge. He he wants to bite at that apple and see you know, uh, what kind of powers it can grant him. And look, I mean, look what it's done for him in such a short time. I mean, he he's on the small council. He's Cersei's right hand man. He's basically supplanted Grand Maester Pycelle. Anyway, and you know, right. pretty soon he's going to build him a woman. Pretty soon, you know that's where it all goes. He's going to build. I was going to say he's making his own uh, uh, Lady like Stoneheart right now, and Ooh. Robert Strong, <laughs> vengeful uh, that's a zombie. Show. That's that's uh, Penny mm-hmm. Dreadful. I don't know if you guys watched that. Um, anyway, all right, let's go ahead and talk about where we left Brienne and Pod off last year. Uh, the where we left them was actually right outside Winterfell, right before uh, Stannis's army attacked and. Ramsey Bolton's troops thoroughly decimated them, uh, ran, running them down and, to the man. And then you have Stannis fleeing in the woods. And instead of Ramsey coming up to talk to Stannis, we have one Brienne of Tarth who's like, dude, you're a fucker. You're a fucker. And I'm going to kill you because you killed your brother. And uh, we, there, there was some hubbub over the course of the summer, the shooting, whether or not the Stannis was actually alive or dead, because it cut away before he the sword fell on the tree. Uh, yes, but we have in yes. fact heard emphatically from the actors, the you know the writers, the directors that no Stannis is dead. <clears throat> can, we, can we take them? Can we take them at their word for that? I don't think so. I don't think we can take really? their word for anything Ooh, at this point. Really. He's not J.J. Abrams. I mean, this is not Con we're talking about. <laughs> I just, you know, like I said, they, they, oh, they're insisting that John is dead and they're insisting that Stannis is dead. And uh, so, hopefully, I, one of I those think from a narrative standpoint, I think from a narrative standpoint, he has to be dead because it, okay. even in the books, you can sort of tell that's where things are going, even if they're not there yet. I mean, one, he just burned his daughter. and Yeah, fuck that guy. And his wife's yeah, gone, and everyone yeah. who was with him is gone. And I mean, you can kind of look at it both ways. Like, why wouldn't they just show Brienne killing him? Um, like, why would they keep us in the dark? But then why would they show it, too? Like, it's just more unnecessary yeah, like, blood and I mean, gore. It's- and, like, you've known, you've known for seasons that Brienne just wanted to kill Stannis. And Stannis is already, like, yeah. kind of... You know, brought himself to the end already by doing all this other stuff, and yeah, I, I think they're just meeting at the right spot, and they don't need to show it. Like Santa's is just done. I agree, and it's also, I mean, that's less you have to pay for if you don't have to show for it. Yeah, I'd rather have the uh, CGI ghost rather than you know a fake Stannis head plopping to the ground. Anyway, all right, uh, so yeah, so that's where Brianna Pod have left off. Of course, uh, Alfie Allen, who plays Theon, who is infamous renowned hated feared oh, whatever for, for accidentally spoiling things because apparently he just has a big mouth um he said in a, in a recent <laughs> interview that uh and you can kind of tell in the trailer anyway so i don't really think it's that big of a deal Alfie. so alfie allen mouth. had said in this interview that uh yeah brianne comes along he like he separates from sansa because they can hear Ramsey tracking them so he wants to like throw the dogs off so he's like hey run this way i'll run this way uh they end up getting sort of bottled up anyway but all of a sudden 
Brienne is going to be coming in to uh, save the day. I think. I mean, I, I'm not that upset with it because if you see, if you watch the trailer, especially trailer two, you see Sansa chilling in her her Stark gown with the um, the direwolf embroidered on her gown. So you like you know, good things are about to happen for her. And also uh, at the premiere, uh, the Sunday before last. Uh, one of the reporters had asked Sansa, like, okay, what do you see in store for your character? You know, what three words can you describe about your character this season? And she said, Bo- what she said boss, ass, bitch. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think Sansa's finally going to be coming into Rowan. I don't know if you realize we've already talked, talked a little bit about that. But uh, that that's where we left off with Brienne and gotta, I guess tying up with uh, Theon. And, and I, got a, I got a bit of a, a spontaneous theory that just came up. What if, Ooh, what if, speak. so you know Theon and Sansa are running for fleeing from Winterfell, or in some general direction from Winterfell, and yeah. they show a bit of a cliffhanger, they don't show Brienne killing Stannis, but if Sansa and Theon are just running away, and run up, and like, encounter Stannis and Brienne, you know what I'm saying? Like, before she swings the sword. Oh, to actually like, see, see how she does kill him? I don't know, I guess it's possible. Well, I mean, they could stop. Brienne from, from uh, swinging the sword, but we heard the but we heard the whack. I mean, I, I think the whack was the uh, was Ramsey like in the next clip killing the oh. the person. I don't know. It's just you know, yeah. possibilities, you know. It, it is. I mean, if you're you're still holding out hope for Stannis the Manus, um, maybe <sighs> any redemption. <laughs> Come on, he could be the hundred the thousandth Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. <laughs> That's true. That's, oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That's, 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 yeah, yeah, no, I, uh, I don't even think that would matter as far as like uh, when we get down to our prediction section. Um, I, I don't think the Night's Watch or the Wall is going to be around for a whole lot longer anyway. Um, but uh, moving on, dun, moving dun, on. Dun. Uh, we have a little bit of Jamie and Braun, which was as much as I, I enjoy, and I, I've come to enjoy Jamie as a character, I've always loved Braun. Uh, and of course, they're, they're having like this yes. uh, buddy comedy down in Dorne. Another buddy comedy. Uh, right? And then, of course, they're, they're sent to retrieve Marcella. That does not go well because they get off the ship and they find out that uh, What's-Her-Face had kissed her with poison uh, lipstick. And uh, we know that in the trailer, Jamie is bringing Marcella's body back to King's Landing. So... Who knows? Yeah, my wife got all ex- my wife got all excited. She thought it was Cersei die- laying dead there. She's like, is that Cersei? I'm like, no, no, man. No. Cersei has to see everybody else around her die before she can die. Yeah, like that. That is her. I know we we've, we've got the prophecy from the witch or whatever, but like, you want to see that? You want to see Cersei suffer? Yeah. Am, I, am I the only one? <laughs> Fuck Cersei. Surely I'm not the only one. No, that's true. See. Okay. It's at the, uh, it's All right, the head, so, uh, head cheerleader after, gets to see the entire football the team gets the entire football team and the entire cheerleading squad get murdered. And then she just yes. decides, you know, what is life? <laughs> maybe Kyburn's going to like do a zombified Marcella. Uh. Hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's like that movie Fido. She just kind of keeps her around. Z- zombie, <laughs> zombie on the collar. No, we're selling. Uh, if you haven't seen Fido, everybody, you need to go watch Fido. It it's, is awesome. It's a very amusing movie. Anyway, all right. So uh, the last, I guess, significant plot point we can talk about or characters that we want to talk about from last season is that we left Dear, Dear Sam and Gilly had been sent to Old Town by Lord Commander Jon Snow uh, under the auspices of Sam training to become a maester. And 
they get it on on the it was on the on the boat, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, dear Sam loses his virginity. Well, actually, the the first time is after um, he got the shit beat out of him defending her at. Uh, oh, that's at right, Castle that's, Black. That's right. Um, that's right. Okay, I think it was the same episode that that was Hard Home that that happened. Anyway, uh, so yeah, that's where they're at, and I think there's a little bit of them on the trailer, or it was on the trailer. Uh, John Bradley, who plays Samuel Tarley, was on Conan O'Brien and showed the clip. I guess that's where the uh, clip of uh, Davos and Ghost and all those guys were as well. They were, he was on like the night before Liam Cunningham and showed a clip. And then John Bradley did the same with Gilly and him on the ship. But anyway, all right, guys, let's go ahead. And since we, we've filled all that stuff in, let's talk about... Uh, where we want to go with seasons six, seven, and maybe eight, if we can if we can think that far ahead. But the word on the street is, and I don't know if you guys have read it yet, as uh, Benioff and Weiss were interviewed just this past week, and they were asked about how much further they're going to go, and they're just like, yeah, I think we only have about 13 episodes after this. So the idea is that season six would be seven episodes and season eight would be six episodes, and of course, you know, abbreviated seasons, and finishing things up. I also read an interview with Maisie Williams just this morning about how she, you know, you could tell that everybody's headed on a sprint towards the resolution of the story, and we're going to be tying Aww. it. And I think Liam Cunningham said this, said as much as well, where everybody's just, you know, by the time you get to the end of season six, most loose. Ends will be tied up, and season seven, six, seven, and eight are going to be basically how the you know everything else is resolved. So without further white walkers, basically. Well, that that's the <laughs> shit that's coming down the pike. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that in our discussion of where Bran, uh, Bran, Bran is, has been sequestered in the. Uh, the Weirwood learning the ways of the force from uh, Blood Raven and his own version of Dagobah. And of course we, we have yep. a new, the new casting. Uh, this was not the dude we saw at the end of season four, but Max von Sydow, the legendary Max von Sydow has been cast as Blood Raven or the three eyed crow. And that's who we get to see uh, acting through his parts. And so, Obviously, I think we're we. The only flashback we've had up until now was that scene that opened the was it was that season four, it's where season five. it has. Oh, so it is a flashback. It's season five that opens with Cersei going to see the witch, and uh, this is actually going to give us a device to see several other flashbacks, which brings up a very interesting point, um, guys. That scene that they shot in Spain with the tower and the rock there, uh, with the guards who are almost certainly King's Guard wearing a Tar- Targaryen crest on their breastplates, mm-hmm. is that, is it, is it the Tower of Joy? Mm-hmm. It has to be. I, I mean, there's so. no other armor with Targaryen, you know, crests. Is there? Well, are there? I mean, I'm trying to ask you guys if you can see a logical explanation for it being something other than the Tower of Joy. No. I know we we want to believe it, 
But, you know, uh, being of somewhat scientific mind, I, I want to cover my bases. I want to make sure that there's nothing I'm not, you know, I'm discounting just because I want to believe it's the Tower of Joy. Well, Which, if I remember right, has to do with uh, John's parentage, right? Correct! Yes. And, of course, <laughs> if they're trying to establish John's parentage uh, early on in the season, then... Um, it, it almost all but confirms his return, right? I mean, I get that. That's yeah, it would what, be a little weird if they that's what's at the crux of it. We'll, had a bunch of flashbacks. We'll talk about John last because I think he's like the one that everything everybody's been waiting for. But uh, what do we think about Brand's newfound power and Blood Raven? First of all, I've seen some fan theories out there that Blood Raven's motivations may not be all that pure. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I definitely don't think that he's like trying to get him to like be on a White Walker or something like that. Like, I mean, obviously that's like it's way out there. Um, but I don't yeah, see how I think it's pretty left field. I don't see how he's like trying to misguide him in any way. I, I don't think he has an agenda. I think having he's been a part of the the internet that is the Weirwood Trees now for centuries, and for him to have some yeah. sort of negative agenda is. Uh, somewhat befuddling and beleaguering. And yeah, I, I, I mean, the children of the forest are literally, you know, <laughs> with them the whole time. And right, I don't think that. I mean, unless you think that they would have an, you know, an ulterior agenda. You know, I don't see it. Right. I see. I see. Uh, Brand returning to. Uh, you know, he's 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 at the blood of the first men. The it's a Stark. It's just well, he's just home. I, I Is don't. It just me. I don't see. Is it just me, or does he look like he's standing up in that picture? With well, him yeah, because he's now. he's having a vision. So I think the you know he he's not himself necessarily. He's either th- seeing through the eyes of someone else, or he's just sort of uh, you know he's in the matrix and he can walk around and touch things and not actually be there. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't ever see him getting out of that. The the weirwood tree the 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 matrix as it were, uh, I think he's going to be there for the rest oh, of yeah, his life. Yeah, they're grown through him. So yeah, yeah. And I think I think Blood Raven the, was training him to replace him too. Stuff. I mean, it's it's obviously it's prolonged his life unnaturally. Uh, I don't think that. Uh, I don't. I don't think that. Blood Raven would have brought them, brought him that far, and having be that old, and not be training him to be his successor in you know the, the Matrix or whatever. All right, um, do we have anything else we want to say about Bran and Bran Blood on Raven? Dagobah. Bran on Dagobah. All right, we're we're moving on. All right, we've already talked a little bit about it, but uh, questions, guys, questions. Cersei. She she's got a she's got an axe to grind, uh, and, and I think we know that Robert Strong is going to grind it. Um, then we have Tommen and Marjorie, Loris, and of course all this stuff is being precipitated by the High Sparrow and the Faith Militant. And uh, the question that I have for you guys then is shit is shit about to go down in King's Landing? Yes. So you think it's going to be. A- all out blood in the streets, or do you think she's just going to go the trial by combat, or what do you think is going to happen? Both, both, definitely okay. both. Uh, well, and that's the other question. Uh, 
if you, if you guys are familiar with the actor Ian McShane, um, he has sort of blatantly said he doesn't give a shit about spoiling anything. Uh, he, he talks about how he's playing this religious individual uh, who comes in uh, sort of like an outsider and he's off on his own. But he basically sets it up like he's the 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 priest from the book with the, the grave digger, yes. the grave digger scene. Of course, many people have speculated that the grave digger is in fact one Sandor Clegane, also known as the Hound. So, is this setting us up for yeah. Clegane Bowl? Yes. Yeah. Are we going to get it? Are we going to get Clegane Bowl? Clegane v. Clegane v. Clegane. Um, I don't know. It's possible. Um, I don't think it's crucial to the story at all. I don't think that the story owes anyone Clegane Bowl, but it, I, it I, 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 I'm right there with you. Actually, I'm, I, I don't think. You're right. I don't think that we're owed Clegane Bowl. I'm not sure how much I'd, I'd be too into it. Like, like I, I want to see more of Rory McCann. And I, you know, I lo- as much as you hate that character, like Arya, like when he was with Arya, you also have to love that character. Even though <laughs> Arya obviously was ready to leave him high and dry, I, I, I don't Yarp. think I would. I would mind seeing him again, but I, I'm, I'm not sold on the idea of Clegane Bowl? I mean, it doesn't really make sense to me, because if, you know, if the Septim found, uh, found Sandor Clegane dying, and the Hound died, but Sandor Clegane, Sandor Clegane is now at rest, then why would he come back and, you know, rehash old beef, you know? I agree. I think he would, a better ending is for him to just live on the, the quiet aisle, or whatever it was called. Somebody's gonna die. Like this season, somebody in fucking King's Landing is gonna die. Uh, I've already put forth my thought that Cersei is gonna be one of the last to die, um, if she dies at all. Actually, and do we? Who, Tommen, I think we have to agree, is not long for this world. Yep. No. Uh, do you think it's gonna be? They they seem to have this tradition of uh, kind of twisting characters you don't like into twisting characters you can kind of stand you know like jamie jamie right, right, right. he's a bad guy yeah he's a douche and now he's now you're kind of now you now you find yourself he's, rooting for him he's less back, of like, a oh, douche shit, what the fuck braun was you know and, a murderer and a cutthroat but it's like ah, i still like braun uh yeah. i mean there's <laughs> a lot you of you think like they're that. gonna try to do something similar with cersei kind of oh redeem know, change her around no i i don't redemption think she's, i don't think she's redeemable at all and I, I don't think Stannis, <laughs> once he sacrificed his daughter, I don't think he's redeemable anymore either. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad he's no, gone. No. Anyway. Uh, okay. Well, let's go ahead. That, that's one, one of our lingering questions. The next question's about Daenerys, guys. Uh, I actually have a couple. A few, even. Will she, will she be adding the Dothraki to her uh, collection of armies after Drogon lays down some pain? Um, that's a definite possibility because they also do seem kind of fascinated with dragons, like everybody else. True. So. What you think, Major? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. And do you think they're going to do the whole, um, you know, the other slave cities rising up against Marine while she's gone type thing? And uh, maybe she's going to come back with the Dothraki and Drogon and lay down the law. I don't. I don't think they'll they'll have any more. Um, conflict with Marine because, like we said, it's, it seems like it's just wrapping up for the most part. 
Uh, I mean, once you, if you were able to get rid of the Sons of the Harpy, and I think that's actually what uh, Tyrion is going to be doing this season. Tyrion and Varys and Missandei and Grey Worm. I, I think, uh, you know, like I said in the trailer, like he drinks and he, he knows things. I think Tyrion very well could use the dragons as, you know, a sort of Death Star to frighten the masses into <laughs> falling into line. Uh, and, of course, he could always be, you know, all he's got to do is re- unleash one or both of them and then, you know, put up some sort of effigy of and Daenerys what this- and let them come down and roast any anybody that comes to attack the effigy. Do you guys think that there's any possibility that Tyrion could be Quentin, Quentin Martell? You think they're merging that storyline? I mean, in the, in the sense that he gets roasted and then the, the dragons fly off. Is there any possibility? That they would just kill a, a major, major, major character. No, I don't. So I, I think there's zero possibility. No especially, it, it could ver, Tyrion very well may die at the end, but it won't be till the end. I agree. I I, I hope not. I think his and, um, character is basically impervious until the end. I don't even. And the sons of the harpy, the sons of the harpy, pretty much what they, all they have is their anonymity, right. and uh, Varys is good at sniffing out sniffing that shit out once once their anonymity is gone they are also gone my theory still stands that the the actual harpy is that same like uh you know whatever lady prostitute you know whatever from because she showed up in both times oh the very beginning when they killed the uh the first unsullied and then the second time where you know they screamed oh they came this way and did this and that Right. It's her. You're right, you're right. It's her. Um Ooh. She's Interesting. That's actually pretty good. You might you might be onto something. Oh I am. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. Anyway. Yes. yes. Meacham got it. All right. Uh so the next question I would have for you then is uh I don't see Daenerys staying in Vias Dothrak for that long in terms of the season and that begs the next questions questions is number one obviously she's gonna have to turn to marine how soon after that do you think she's gonna cross the narrow sea hopefully not too long um here's a question i i have are the white walkers just in westeros or are they in other places too Mm. um i think that they are definitely just in westeros however once winter comes the sea will turn to ice, and they'll be able to go anywhere the fuck they want to. No, actually, though, um, I remember reading something or watching something that was addressing this. Um, There are multiple stories, kind of like the flood story, um, of like these white ice zombies or something that are coming from some direction. And uh, in Essos, like in the far east, there's the Gray Waste. Right. And there's supposed to be a wall-like structure that they had constructed to keep these creatures away. And um, somewhere so you, along the you line... you think the lands of always winter might be connected to Westeros up there at the top? Yeah, and may, like, maybe, so you have, because you they're... Have Esos, that sort of... Yeah. You know, basically, we're looking at Kamchatka in Alaska, and, of course, the the Bering, Bering Land. Is, is that what you're putting forth here? Basically, yeah. Beringia. So there, may be, uh, yes. there may be the other side of it. And so there may be like this as Antarctica or something you, that these. I, I bought uh, the the World of Ice and Fire as well, and you know he has. All, I haven't bought it yet, but I'm I'm, I'm f- 
I'm fixing to go ahead and just drop the quid on it. But the uh, the maps, he has like a collection of maps out, and I'm I'm really just every time I see a map of Esos, the the eastern portion never fucking looks the same. Yeah. And this is coming from a variety of sources. So I, I don't, you know, it's all sort of mysterious. It's ever-changing. And it might be like that on purpose. Like, George Martin's just trying to keep us in the dark about that. And if that's the case, then uh, you might very well be onto it that Esos is connected to the lands of Always Winter, I mean, I, like Western. I also things. remember reading that uh, George R. R. Martin was going to address the, uh, you know, how variable length seasons, and that would, you know, that would play a factor in the in the show or the books or something. Interesting. All right, I dig it. I dig it. All right, so we, we we think that Daenerys is going to be crossing this season. I think Daenerys crosses around the Hope same so. time Jorah is dead. Ooh, about the same <gasps> time. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Because Jorah is exiled from Westeros, he can't go back. Right. Exactly. Just, and just so we sense. have Jorah, and well, she she could have pardoned him. I mean, that's not a big deal. Oh well, no. He's got grayscale now, though. Can't part, can't part in the grayscale. That's true. Ain't that the truth? Jorah and Dario. Jorah and Dario. Okay, uh, guys, burning questions. Are they going to meet up with Daenerys before she roasts the Dothraki? No. Or will she like? Will they like be walking somewhere? See her like riding Drogon over them, leading like a, a horde of. Of Dothraki, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Turn around, and go home. You know, it's like they'll be almost to Vase Dothrak, and they'll see her fly overhead and be like, "Shit!" All right, turn around, go back. Would they get to Vase Dothrak like unscathed? I, I don't think so. Yeah, I think it's such a far oh. distance. I mean, she was riding Drogon, so I'm sure a dragon flies faster than a horse. Right? Well, yeah. I mean, right. I would think so. Right. It's been scientifically right. proven. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's right. The, so I'm thinking that's just a quick trip up north for Daenerys, and then, but they have to do something along that. the way. Something has to happen. Maybe Dario finds out about um, the grayscale, and then they decide, you know, George trying to keep them to you know, stay yeah, quiet. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I guess that brings up my last point about about Jorah. Then, do we think Jorah has been sort of a shifty character since the get go? Uh, of course, he's he professed his undying love f- towards the Khaleesi in like season one. Uh, well, I, th- I think you know Cal was still alive or whatever it was, and uh, he's been proven to have. I mean, even though he thwarted the assassination attempt, he was the one who was informing on her to begin with to you know King Robert. Is Jorah going to have any moment this season? Because I think he's probably going to die by the end of the season. Do you think he's going to have any moment where he can just sort of shine, where he can meet the, a noble end to sort of redeem House Mormont or his you know father's name or anything like that? I don't know. It could go a couple of different ways. Um, do you think uh, Daenerys doesn't get sick? Do you think she'll like, give him a uh, last-minute you know, pity fuck? <laughs> Um, I think pity fucks with somebody with grayscale are probably out of the question. Just not well, a good get, idea. She doesn't get sick, though. <sighs> well, that very well could. Sorry to have to go there, guys. <laughs> um, I, I, didn't, I did not want to go there. But anyway. All right, guys. Uh, next stop. Next stop, Winterfell. 
we, we got a lot going. We've already sort of briefly touched on this. Uh, I think from the looks of the trailer, um, it looks to, looks to me like Theon's headed back towards the Iron Isles. And you have Asha, his sister. Um, I think they're sort of merging her character with Victarion. I could be wrong. It's just I'm, I'm going off what I'm seeing in the trailer. And is he going to show up in his king's mode? Is he going to put his name forth to be king? Does he even deserve it at this point? And, you know, like I'm sort of curious about what's going to go on with the whole Iron Isle thing. I thought, <clears throat> I thought that they were actually going to milk the Iron Isles storyline from the books this season just so they'd have more fluff to have like full season seven and eight. But from what, you know, Weiss and Benioff have said, they're not even going to fuck with that. They're just going to be like, okay, the Iron Isles, here's a little bit of that story. And then they're going to keep on trucking. Meanwhile, I think Sansa is almost assuredly at Winterfell. And that definitely brings us to some discussion. <sighs> She's wearing a dire wolf. On her gown, we've, we've established that, but there's also a uh, scene from the trailer where Davos is, number one, he's standing in front of a Stark banner. Did you guys catch that? No, I didn't. Interesting. Yes. Um, he, he's standing in front of the Stark banner, and there seems to be going, they're, they're headed towards, there's going to be a battle for Winterfell. And of course, we knew that had to be coming. It's going to be the Boltons, and I guess some of their still allies, and there's in the trailer, you can also see, you can also see the uh, a flayed couple corpses being burned alive. Do you see that? Yeah. So uh, we do you have any guesses who that might be? I don't know. Nope. Um, I, I'm going to put it forward right now. I think it's going to be uh, Roos and Fat Walda. Hmm. Oh, so you think Ramsey's going to kill them? I think Ramsey's going to. He realize he realizes his level of fuckitude, and he's going to. Uh, sort of being you know, like a cornered animal. He's going to kill his father, commit patricide and uh step matricide, whatever. Who's his- <laughs> What end would be good enough for Ramsey oh, to be, to be satisfying. Like, uh, I think the only satisfying end would be for Sansa herself to run him through in like a really badass way. Like Sansa is just like cut him apart, like pieces and then, yeah. and then toss him piece by piece out the moon door. Like, like, like <laughs> hey, John, let me borrow a long claw for a minute and just, like, slice some dice. Like, I think that would be pretty sex slave. Sex slave for the horses of the stable? Nah, not even. Not even. He's not even worth it, man. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the hounds. Feed him to the hounds. Ooh. That'd be pretty good. Feed him to the hounds. Ooh, yeah. That's to his, true. To his own, to his own, bi- to his own bitches. To his own bitches. There have been screen caps of a white horse and because HBO releases these trailers in low res, we can't exactly see what we want to see, but two things, uh, the screen cap of the first trailer, I believe that came out. It definitely looks like Jon Snow. I mean, are you, do you guys see this? Yeah, I have seen, you, I don't think I've seen it. I, well, it, it goes hand I, in hand yeah. with uh, one of the, you know, I told you I was doing some snooping, I think it was back in like September or whatever, um, and sort of the news came out that you know, one of the paparazzis got on to one of their locations uh, where they're filming the battle for Winterfell, and it showed a very much alive Kit Harrington with his man bun, even, 
uh, in full Stark garb there for the filming. Looking, lo- looking like Ned. That's why you think um, that his his death will mean that he sees himself as released from his vow. Well, that, and I think the wall's fucked, and like, there's not going to be a Night Watch to talk about for much longer. I mean, I, I think it's, it's twofold. So, the, de- the death does release him from the vow, and of course, we've heard that the, there's another leak or whatever. They've, they've told us the the title for episode three of season six is called Oathbreaker, and like true, you know, Game of Thrones fashion. Yeah, I'm sure it has many meanings, which could be like Brienne. Her sword is called Oathkeeper. Yeah, Oathkeeper. Yeah. Um, so it could be something with her, you know, breaking a vow. It could be something with Jamie breaking a vow. Um, it could be something with uh, John breaking a vow. Something with Sam breaking. You know, there's all sorts of different connotations that it very well could be pointing to. And uh, I'm definitely digging that. But I, I think John's going to be back by season by by episode three. I think so as well. I think he has I, to I, be. I think. He might be laying yeah, in repose so. for episode one while shit gets ironed out. Uh, you might get some little hints of shit going down in episode two, and I think he's actually fully coming. You know, he might come back at the end of episode two, and then he might break his oath to the Night's Watch episode three. That's mine. I wonder if um, he'll come yes. back first, or if he'll learn his lineage first. Ooh, so that's that's you know that's something we'll talk about here in just a second. Um, anything else we want to say about uh, this battle for Winterfell, other than the fact that we think Jon Snow has his hand in on this? Battle of the Bastards. It's all Bastard Bowl. Yes. That's what we're calling that one. <laughs> all right. Uh, I, I, I'm just throwing this one out here because I like his character tremendously, and he's definitely a bad guy, but he's so damned likable. Uh, that's Littlefinger, Peter Baelish. <laughs> what, Peter Baelish? I mean, he he's so slimy and snaky, but so brilliant. And like you, he you know when it comes to the Game of Thrones, there ain't nobody playing it as well as that motherfucker. Well, yeah, because he comes from fairly humble origins. And he, he's yeah, he's, well. he's Westerosi trailer from, trash. I think if he'd come from a slightly higher origin, he'd be really doing well. Is it? A, but I don't know if he has quite enough. Is power. it a coincidence that? Varus and Littlefinger are counterparts. I think that's agreed upon, right? They're maybe not uh, rivals, yeah, but they're weird. like they're of the same of the same cloth for sure. Ilk. Right? Yeah. And I, I Varys is with uh, the Targaryens now. And just Littlefinger is with the Starks. The Ice and Fire. Coincidence? Conspiracy? I dunno. Nah. True. <laughs> and they're hey. I'm, I'm with you, dude. I'm with you. Hey. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think his endgame is? That, that's my que- my burning question. I, I hope to have answered this season. What do you think Littlefinger's endgame is? Well, didn't he say something like he wants it all? I like I wanna- don't think he really wants it all. That's the thing. I think he wants to be the guy pulling the strings, but he I don't think he wants to be the one sitting on the Iron Throne. I think. I thought he said he did, though. I think Littlefinger wants to be the guy that opens the door that allows the White Walkers to come in. I think that's his end game. (sighs) It's like he's so spiteful. He hates everyone. And he just wants destruction. What would he hope to get? Well, nothing. I guess he just wanted destruction. (laughs) He would just, yeah. I don't. I, I don't. I, I love that idea. I think it's cool. I don't think that's his end game. Uh, I think. I think he's just. He's playing everything close to the vest right now, and he's going to see who's going to be coming out on top. Obviously, he knows that Tommen's too weak to hang on to any power in King's Landing. 
Uh, and he's done, yes. he's done away with Robin in the Airy. Uh, and that's all done, and so you know he's outside Winterfell, and we have this like little glimpse of him. I think we're close to Winterfell, uh, and you know, I think it infers something going on with him around that area. Yeah, someone analyzes that that scene from the uh, from the trailer, and they say that he's in the Godswood. Yeah, yeah so. I think I think I think that's probably right. Is he in the Godswood at Winterfell? Yeah. Ooh. The same set that they so used for uh, Ned sharpening his sword and same scene for the if, he, uh, the if he's hanging wedding. out with Ramsey he he's he's going to get essentially done because once you know if if it is in fact John and Davos and Sansa that come in there Sansa is going to have a lot to say say to him as well so you you know the, maybe this is it maybe this is Littlefinger's last season maybe the, like, Littlefinger might might be dead this season yeah. who do you think gonna get to do the deed though oh you think it would be Sansa? Well, Sansa can't kill both Rome, Ramsay and Littlefinger. Slow. Maybe we can amend, <laughs> and Sansa can kill Littlefinger, and John can kill Baelish. Yep. Let you know the whole like fight like type thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I think, I think the um, bastards. A uh, new rumor out, guys, and this is something that book readers have been clamoring for for years, because shortly after the Red Wedding. A certain Thoros of Mir, the Red Priest, who raised Beric Dondarrion from the dead repeatedly, uh, is said to have found Catelyn's body in the river and raised a zombie Catelyn back to life. And we have heard through various facets that uh, Thoros of Mir is back in season six. So do you think this means just a return of Beric Dondarrion? And the you know, the Brotherhood without banners, or do we think that this very well could be Lady Stoneheart? I don't know if it means Lady Stoneheart. It's a good op. Go ahead, Jeff. It's a good opportunity to add a little bit of creep factor. So, is or is that too many dead people running around? Because you know we have Robert Strong, <laughs> we have Beric Dondarrion, then Lady Stoneheart. <laughs> we have very well could have Jon Snow. Well, didn't didn't the one guy who got brought back to life? Uh, transfer it to Caitlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beric ends up like giving that flame of life or whatever to Catelyn in the books. Uh, so yeah, that that would yeah. happen. But I, I'm kind of actually with Meacham on this one. I don't think that they're going to include it. I actually think it's possible the Brotherhood Without Banners uh, could be playing a role in Season 6, although that is yet to be seen exactly what they're going to be doing. It's interesting to see that Thoros is going to be back because in the trailer um, and in the book as well, they talk about a red priest showing up in Marine, and so now we have, we have three, oh. three red priestess slash priestesses. That's right. That was in the uh, that was in the trailer. They have this new red priestess Marine. So um, I think I think part of that's going to be like Tyrion's going to use her to corral the masses as well. But anyway, okay, I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, one other or burning question I have before we talk about the Jon Snow thing is, um, where the fuck are Rick and Anasha? Yeah, no Riding kidding. Like, are we going to people. see them at, at all this season, or is that going to be like epilogue of season eight? He's gonna be like, "Hey guys, I'm 26 now. I've come to claim <laughs> my throne." Well, considering that that whole kind of uh, um, the, the Onion Knight going to get them. Uh, oh, in the book, right, right, right. Seems to, and the indication yeah, in the that, book that, that she, they're he, hanging out yeah, in Chicago's. 
Yeah, that that's changed. So who knows where we'll see them? Is it possible for them to yeah. continue that on the season? To have him go, like meet with House Manderly to rally Stark support. I well, you definitely have that. He's at House Mormont with Sansa from the looks of the trailer. Mm. Uh, so it definitely stands to reason that that could happen. I don't know. I, I'm, I mean, I think in the show, have they sort of said that they went to House Umber? I remember reading that somewhere as well. Mm-hmm. That they're with you know little John Umber or whatever. Maybe. Anyway, uh, so do we, do we think that we're going to see them in all the season? Or is that still on the back? I would the think so. It would be the very end. I want end, to I because I like Asha, but yeah, I think I think that's definitely yeah. towards the end. Guys, uh, Jon Snow, the last of the burning questions we have for season six. Jeff Meacham, is he or is he? He is. Is he? Is he, he always or is has or been. Isn't he? Dead? Uh, I think he's dead, but who knows for how long? Okay, okay. So we, we, we're pretty much in agreement that he's coming back. Yeah. Um, that that yeah. leads to the next question. Gentlemen, is Jon Snow Azor High? Damn good possibility. I say yes. Have any circumstances been set in the show, or they're about to be set, that you can think of that would lend itself to, to the belief that Jon Snow is Azor High? The the me- for those the messianic around. figure from uh, Melisandre's speeches in the show anyway. Um, well, considering she's hanging around Jon Snow now, she is, uh, she, and it's abandoned Stannis. Well, he's he, he done abandoned himself with when he lost his head. We we already talked about the whole Tower of Joy scene. So, guys, the question I'm going to ask you then is, if that is in fact Jon Snow at Winterfell and on his white horse. You know, bearing long claw, and we're not going to even get into any theories about the long claw sword or anything like that. But um, if his parentage is somehow revealed to him, like he awakens out of his his death or whatever with knowledge of his parentage, does he take a new name, a new, a new surname, if you will? Uh, and I've heard like, oh, he's going to be John Stark, John Stark. I'm like, well. If he's the son of Rhaegar, be, he should be John Targaryen. Could be Targaryen. Yeah. So, do you, do we see him asserting himself as a Targaryen? Do we see him asserting himself as a sn- as a Snow, or do you see him asserting himself as a Stark? I think he's always wanted to be a Stark. I don't know. Well, I mean, he. I don't know if he takes. And this little Targaryen. paparazzi picture, he is wearing Stark armor. Yeah, that. Yeah, so that could be lend a little credence to the Stark. And I, I'm sure he wants to maybe not get revenge, but some comeuppance for what has happened to the Starks as well. Um, and of course, oh, yeah. he might very well have the idea. If he, you know, if there's, they're playing off this messianic Azor High figure, uh, he, he very well could, I think, eventually take on the Tar- Targaryen name. Uh, of course, George R. R. Martin does not like to do the obvious thing. And some people are complaining that that's the obvious thing at this point, but I'm not so sure. He, I think he's going to hyphenate. He, he's going to hyphenate. Uh, it. Oh, he's going to be a star, know, star Targaryen. Targaryen star. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe that's <laughs> it. Um, all right, man. Um, uh, what are our predictions? Season six, Meacham, go. Uh, John comes back. Battle of Winterfell. Frey's die. Bolton's die. Daenerys just does more stupid shit. That makes me like her even less. 
Yeah. Brand, uh, brand supplies information to John. Vital information regarding his lineage. Um, true, and then that's true. about it. Okay. I mean, I think uh, in regards to like Jamie and Tyrion and all those other characters, um, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else can happen in Marine with Tyrion and whatnot besides you know, identifying the I, Harpy I and getting rid of all that. These. I think we're definitely going to have... I mean, the, the actors have said as much. We've heard it from two different actors on two different sets because uh, Liam Cunningham and Maisie Williams are coming from two different sets um, that the loose ends are going to be tied up. So I think, yeah, all that shit's going to be figured out. Uh, I think we're, we are going to know the, the full story with John by season's end and everything else is just going to be gravy and it's going to be setting up this conflict with the uh, White Walkers. And I guess that that's my last prediction is that the wall is going to fall. Uh, I'm not necessarily saying it is, but in the picture of the Night's King in the trailer, he has a horn behind him. Some have posited that that's the the winter horn, and it could bring the wall down. And it it doesn't even have to be that. All it has to to be is a door left open from 1-1 crashing through, and, hey, White Walkers and some Whites are going to get through no problem. So that that's that's my thing, and I think that the wall, if it doesn't come down, it's definitely going to be it's going to be abandoned. Could you the, could, the nice could wall, dragon fire nice and melt the wall? My my predictions. All right, Jeffrey, go predictions. More white walkers, more magic, uh, more dragons, more dragons, more bloodshed, more, more than the three that that Daenerys already has. No, they're going to show more White Walkers scenes, more magic scenes, and more dragon scenes. Um, okay, okay. I, th- I definitely think we're, we're gearing up towards a big White Walker, white dragon battle in the last season. Um, and up until the meantime, though, like I think, I think the finale of season six is going to be the, something with the wall like coming down or the Night's Watch abandoning, you know, either getting killed and some people surviving and going away and like how how great would it be for sir alistair thorne to be like the one guy who survives the disbanding of the night's watch and comes to uh winterfell and finds john in control of things and bends the knee and bend and bends the knee uh if if sir alistair thorne even makes it that long because i'm I'm guessing the traitors (laughs) are probably going to get dispatched pretty soon and definitely that fucking ollie jesus Calling it now, Ghost and Ollie gonna have a little bit of a Ghost gonna have a meal. He's gonna he's gonna treat him like a chew toy. <laughs> All right, guys, Cast from Culturally Rock episode three. I think we're done. Any parting words, gentlemen? Vala Margulis, Vala Daris. <laughs> um, I would say if you would take a man's life, you owe it to him to look to his eyes and hear his final words. If you cannot bear to do that, then perhaps the man does not deserve to die i want to die in in my bed with a woman's lips around my <laughs> cock or something, something like that <laughs> thank you Tyrion. all right man buchachas out Beat him out <laughs> jeff out
John, I actually think winter is over and we're headed into spring now. Winter is coming. The snow will fall a hundred feet deep. The ice wind will howl out the north. And the sun hides its face for years. And little children will all be born and die in the darkness. <laughs>